Hey everyone, uh, it's D here with From the Frontlines. Uh, welcome back to another episode. Uh, we're here, to, of course, to discuss Conquest Wrestling Federation. We're going to go over some of the Legendary Wrestling Alliance stuff. And um, I'm also going to try going over some writing tips this one, see how that goes. Uh, so, without further ado, because we waited long enough to get here. Uh, I'm going to go over episode 4 of Warzone. War is inevitable. It came to us from Caracas, Venezuela. I'm surprised I didn't butcher that. And of course now we've got the opening. Lots of pyro, fanfare. Welcome by the announcers, not the owners for once. And uh, of course we get a tournament image. And again, I can't thank Laz enough for these. Uh, we get these custom images because he is gracious with his time. And uh, basically, uh, we have the tournament taking place in bulk during this show. Uh, out of the eight matches during the show, there are going to be four of them during the tournament. Um, so we see all of that. And then we get the debut of Gabriel Blight. Uh, I really like this. It was dark, foreboding. Uh, and he made sure to point out that it was only the beginning. So uh, that's our opening the show kicks off with not just a rundown of the tournament and how we got here, but a new a new face to uh, Conquest Wrestling. Now, uh, after that, we get the first match of the night, which is the uh, big Valor contendership match with uh, Remy Skyfire, Damian Payne, Iron Wolf, Gabriel Blight. Great match. Um... Tetsuo, Tetsuo Oni uh, wrote this, and I uh, can't thank him enough. He did a fantastic job here. Uh, this was, I mean, again, can't say enough how great this was. Uh, if you haven't taken a chance to uh, go read the results, I mean, absolutely read the results. Uh, everything I'm going to say is going to be full of spoilers, so heads up before I get into that. Uh, but, again, great match. Um what he's done here is uh, set up a fantastic match to come for Guerrilla Warfare. And um, we had Misfortune on commentary, which was great. Uh, I enjoyed that she really like added to the match. She wasn't just there. So uh, that was great. I hope she does that more coming forward. Um, and we ended up with a double finish. We had two winners. Gabriel Blight and Iron Wolf are going to be going on to Guerrilla Warfare to challenge Tex Atwater or the Tarask for the Valor Championship. So after we get both winners, uh, Tetsuo and Fortune, they leave. And uh, that could set up something in the future. Who knows? We'll see going forward. Uh, that brings us to match two, which is Lady Lana Hill versus Mysterion. And again, Mysterion's a bit of a fan favorite, uh, personally too. Uh, love Mysterion, have for a long time. He's been in a bunch of different feds that we've had over the years. Uh, a lot of fun to do, a lot of fun to come up with the costumes as well. And uh, this event, he comes out as a polar bear. Because I believe there was some polar bear awareness day or something close to the event. I can't remember exactly. Laz does them. Um, but anyway, he came out as a polar bear. And of course, the costume was big and bulky and kind of a questionable choice <laughs> as for a wrestling costume. 
but uh, it was a way better showing for Lana. Uh, she pulled off a few uh, a few more moves, looked a little more technical, uh, and it was pretty well all Lana until she went to the top rope. And then we got um, my personal favorite part of the match, which was the polar bear shuffle. Uh, enjoyed that way too much. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the costume again kind of saves Lana in that case. And then she manages to hit a 619 and springboard crossbody, and Lana picks up her first win. So, congrats to her. And uh, again, there was a progression here, so hopefully, that's something that can be used going forward is her going from not really knowing what she's doing to becoming a seasoned pro as the months and ages roll on. Um, that brings us to a segment, which is uh, Marvolo 3. And uh, this guy is actually really funny. I, I don't know what everybody else thinks of him, but uh, I'm enjoying it personally. Uh, love how he gets the names wrong and Raquel corrects them. Um, I love how he's trying to not take responsibility for what happened during his match. (laughs) Uh, Those of you who didn't follow, uh, Ultimate Destroyer basically, like, kind of had, like, a heart attack during the match, and he pinned him. Uh, He spun it as he was trying to do CPR, and the ref misunderstood and and counted it, but he graciously accepts the ability to go to round two. It was was good. I didn't expect that. I, when, he, when he was taking a segment, I, I expected something different. Maybe an interview, maybe something. I didn't expect a eulogy, basically, for uh, what was a very condescending eulogy uh, for Ultimate Destroyer. Uh, so after that, we had match number three, which was uh, Union Jack of Barodactyl versus Hendrick Hump of Hump and Dump. And uh, during the entrance, there's a uh, quote-unquote malfunction, and Jack gets set on fire. Uh, At that point, that's where uh, Hump comes out, Chair, uh, his partner comes out, uh, Dav and Dump. They do a concerto. Uh, You have uh, Dinosario comes out for the save with a fire extinguisher. And all of this is setting up the uh, eventual tag team rematch between the two teams. Um, I, I thought it worked well uh, the custom image there for the uh, malfunction for the pyro looked pretty cool so all in all well done for uh, Laz really enjoyed that um, at that point we get the first ad which is for Gorilla Warfare we get a little update of a Union Jack uh, apparently despite being set on fire he's going to be quote unquote fine uh, so I, I actually kind of chuckled at that because apparently mine and Laz's definitions of fine are very, very different. I don't know if that translates across the pond or what, but very, very different definitions of what is quote-unquote fine. Um, moving on, uh, <laughs> we had match number four, which was uh, Donzig versus uh, Marvolo 3. I love both of these guys. Uh, they kind of came with the comedy this time around, and uh, it was it was great. I enjoyed both guys' uh, role plays, uh, and the match itself was excellent. It had great use of size. Uh, there was near falls submission attempt, and uh, again that use of size. It was kind of like air moves versus technical and power, and then we had a 
another great spot. <laughs> it was a double mist. There was a black mist and a red mist, and it just kind of was like a laugh out loud moment. They were kind of like both blind and blaming each other. Um, the first one to kind of clear their eyes was Dante. He uses Clyde Baxter, the referee, to clear his eyes. He uses his shirt. And then a quick kick in an event horizon, and Donzik moves on to guerrilla warfare and becomes the next person to go on forward. Actually, the first person to go on forward. I had to check my notes. But uh, anyway, Donzik gets on forward. And then, of course, we're at the halfway point of the show, which means 10 questions. And um, this time around, we had Tex Atwater, the current Valor Valor champion, at least at this point of the show. Uh, By the end of the night, it could be different. And then uh, they went over a bunch of things. They went over uh, the Nightmare Court and Jack Tide and how uh, Tex's attitude seemed very, very different compared to Jack Tide's. And uh, there were some things about the pressures of being champion or how things were different now that he was the Valor champion. And uh, all the way through the interview, you could notice that Tex's behavior was getting stranger and stranger, and he was paranoid off and on, and it was just off. And uh, Alyssa tried several times to kind of deflect and maybe get him some help and see where that could go from there. But uh, to no avail, they go all the way through the interview uh, amicably somehow. Uh, For the first time, Alyssa actually makes it all the way through the 10 questions. And then um, nothing actually happens. There's no catastrophe. There's no fire. There's no water. There's no wind. There's no earthquake. So uh, no Captain Planet yet. Uh, That brings us to match number five, which is Maverick T, Maverick Tatum versus Jack Tide. Also known as the domestic assault match. Uh, For those that don't know, these two outside of the game are married. So um, this was a really close match um, for the role plays and uh, for the actual writing of the match as well. There were several near falls. There was submission attempt, broken via the ropes. Uh, There was a mistake in the commentary. That was just my mistake. Uh, There was a blank blank section of uh, commentary. That was entirely my fault. Um, then there was a, uh, eventual counter where a fireman's carry was reversed into a headbanger, or I believe that's a Canadian destroyer, and, uh, Maverick Tatum moves on to guerrilla warfare, so that's two down. Then we have our second ad of the night, which is Thames, the Amazon parody. Now, uh because of the nature of the show and how everything was going uh, some of the ads are reused of course Guerrilla Warfare was new but uh, ads are going to get reused from time to time Um, what I'm hoping to see reused is a Atlanta Fried Chicken I like that one personally but I think we need to get a giant cat or something I don't know more to be discussed Uh, anyway that brings us to a segment which is from the Future Shock Society. 
Now, I, I love that we have uh, groups forming already and that kind of like battle lines are being drawn and stuff like that already. That's been awesome to see. So I uh, really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And uh, having the Future Shock Society there, uh, it's an interview with Alyssa backstage. Uh, Ravana or Ravina uh, starts with uh, Tetsuo joining. And uh, Miss Fortune has her own microphone because, of course, she does. And uh, I, I didn't, I did enjoy that. I, I won't lie. I kind of laughed at that. And then, of course, uh, as the segment goes on, uh, Gabriel Blight enters, and of course, uh, he gets an offer to join the Future Shock Society. And there's a little bit of black back and forth, and he asks very, very bluntly if they're full of it. And <laughs> I had a, another chuckle at that. Uh, the show actually has been a really cool mix of like action and comedy and things like that. I, I found this one to be uh, a really cool flow in the end, despite the weight. Uh, in the end, Gabriel joins the Future Shock Society, so they were up to three members. So they're starting to gain numbers, starting to gain power. Uh, they already have the uh, LWA Legendary Championship with Tetsuo Oni. And uh, you never know, they might be able to add more with the Conquest Championship. Uh, there's still more matches in the night. There's still at least two more spots to be open, and... It could be two members of the uh, Future Shock Society against each other. Who knows? <clears throat> so next up is the match six, which uh, the segment leads right into the match uh, now that it's been restored properly. Uh, we did have a few problems with this show, but we managed to get through it. And uh, <laughs> that's all I kind of want to say about that. Um Anyway, it leads us to match six, which is Ravana or Ravina uh, Vandenberg, and that's taking on Demonic. And basically, here have your classic speed and technique versus power, your size difference, your monster versus your technician. And uh, Vandenberg gets in offense early, uh, you get some near falls on both sides, quick moves. Brawling versus power. Then, uh, of course, uh, Demonic eventually sits up, which is a new addition for them. I thought that would be kind of a cool thing when I was writing the match. Uh, we get an almost disqualification where Demonic very nearly gets himself disqualified, or itself disqualified, sorry. And then uh, we get a near fall for Vandenberg, and then uh, Demonic starts to choke Ravina. And uh, at that point, uh, the referee gets in there and tries to admonish. And when that doesn't work, begins the five count. And when that doesn't work, they're forced to do uh, what nobody really wanted to see, which was disqualified demonic. So Vandenberg moves on to Guerrilla Warfare, and that's three out of the four spots decided. And uh, congrats to her. So... Three out of four spots have been decided. And that brings us to match number seven, which is CJ Walker versus Tetsuo Oni for the final spot in the final four. Now, uh, both of these guys put in effort. Um, cannot uh, overstate the importance of Tetsuo Oni having the legendary championship. 
that of course allows him to travel to other uh, promotions, other federations, and um, compete for the championship and kind of bring knowledge and eyes over to our promotion. So uh, hopefully uh, by the end of the night, we know who's going to be in the final four and then we have a little bit of a news announcement about the uh, legendary championship and uh, the conquest wrestling uh, defense of the title (coughs) excuse me and uh, so back to the match Uh, we had a lot of storyline stuff being mentioned um, like walkers uh, attacking the ref (coughs) excuse me uh, Walker attacking the ref and the riot glove. Now, um, once the bell actually rings, we get some grappling to start. And that's a little different. That was something that was requested by uh, the handler for CJ Walker. I tried to use the strategies as much as I could, but because we were so far behind, um, I didn't really get to do that as much as I should have or as I wanted to. So I do want to apologize about that. But all in all, I thought it was a, a decent match. Um, the uh, beginning is a little bit of grappling and uh, some Muay Thai striking. And you see Walker get an early advantage with a rear naked choke and Tetsuo gets to the ropes. But Walker kind of milks it and then uh, waits for the almost five count before he lets go. And then the, the two eventually exchange a couple of two counts. Uh, there's a dodge... Uh, to the corner, she gets uh, Walker up on the uh, second rope, and Tetsuo manages to get in a conoclasm, which is one of his uh, legacy moves. And uh, Tetsuo manages to pin CJ Walker, and Tetsuo picks up the final spot going to Guerrilla Warfare. So at that point, we get an updated tur- tournament graphic, and we get uh, Tetsuo Oni versus Ravina Vandenberg. And we get Donzig versus Maverick Tatum. And that's going to be our final four for Guerrilla Warfare. Uh, do want to say congrats to everybody. Uh, and thank you to everybody that's been in the tournament. Everybody that's been in the Fed. Everybody that's stuck with us. Uh, can't say thank you enough. Um, uh, you guys have been great. And uh, again, thank you. Uh, but we got our final four. So you have Tetsuo Oni, Ravina Vandenberg... Donzig and Maverick Tatum so after that uh, tournament graphic you get a post-match celebration and it gets interrupted by CJ Walker of course uh, who's not happy about losing uses the riot glove and you see a tooth go flying which was one of the things that was actually requested by Tetsuo that if the riot glove came into play he wanted to lose a tooth out of it which I thought was an interesting little thing to, to give that to CJ so that's that's well done fair play on that one and um, yeah again uh, the time constraints and where we were with that and the strategies I really want to say sorry to those two guys because they took time to put in uh, strategies and I would have liked to have used them more but I was so far behind and it was literally the last match so um, again I'll do better going forward but things happened and uh, I did want to say sorry about that But uh, hopefully that's the last time I can uh, mention that. Which brings us to the final match of the evening, the main event, which is, of course, for the Valor Championship, which is defended each and every show. 
Uh, that's including pay-per-view, every war zone, every event we have. If uh, Conquest is having an event, the Valor Championship is going to be defended. Uh, which is kind of like the working working man's title of the uh, of the company. And uh, this brings us to uh, Texaco Tex Atwater versus the Tarasque. This is the third time they've faced off. Um, excuse me. Uh, this is the third time they faced off, which is um, kind of like our first like major rivalry, which has been Tex versus Tarask. And um, these two have been known to tear down the house, like literally at the pilot. And uh, basically, it's been more of the same. Lots of it would have been lots of power moves and things like that, but what ends up happening is Tex attacks mid-entrance, gets a couple of cheap shots in with the title, and from there, you get some bonus commentary stuff as the Nightmare Court basically beat down uh, Tarask, and then one of them basically teaches Marcus that Caracas is apparently Sparta and kicks him off the stage uh, to the arena floor and uh, it's it's just a brutal assault there's a curb stomp on the title uh, Tarask is bleeding before the bell even rings uh, this becomes kind of like a, show, a showcase match for both uh, Tarask's toughness really gets on display and uh, you get more dirty tactics from the Nightmare Court after uh, Jack Tide returns. You get another title shot where they smack him with the belt again. And that uh, leads into a high noon. And then you have a pin. And you have Tex Atwater still your champion. Um, at this point, with uh, the Valor Championship defenses starting to pile up, you kind of have to wonder if Tex is going to get a Conquest Championship match. Uh kind of makes sense. We'll have to see about where we go with that. Uh, Post-Guerrilla Warfare. Um, and after that, uh, we have a little error in the commentary that I noticed. Uh, Eddie bets on a guy that was eliminated earlier in the night. He bets that Jack Tide will win the Conquest Championship when it was Maverick Tatum that won. Um, <clears throat> but either way, uh, again, thanks to everybody that stuck with us for that one. And uh, the show ends with hashtag join the conquest. Um, with that show being done and over with, um, we can do match of the week. Now, match of the week for me was uh, 100% Tetsuo's match, which was the Valor Contendership match, which opened the show. I thought that was the best match of the night, not just because I didn't have to write it. Uh, but because there was obviously so much effort and storyline and drive and everything put into it. And uh, I thought that uh, RJ just did a great job. Uh, so uh, for my money, uh, match of the week goes to the Valor Contendership match by Tetsu. Uh, which brings us to the preview for Guerrilla Warfare, which is going to be our first pay-per-view. And... Um, really excited about this um, so much so that I'm going to do something that I've never done before which is do a pre-show or kickoff and uh, <clears throat> part of the reason I did that is because of course uh, we're going to have a new person joining the Fed uh, my 8 year old son 
Now, uh, I'm going to do my best to kind of keep them separate. And uh, there have been a couple of people who have reached out and have been really kind. And <clears throat> Excuse me. I've uh, been really kind about everything. And uh, I do want to say how much I appreciate that. Um, but I'm going to do my best to kind of use this as a learning opportunity and um, make it fun for them at the same time. Uh, so for the first time ever, I'm doing a pre-show kickoff match which is going to be Mysterion taking on Austin Osprey, And, um, again, very proud of this. Uh, this is uh, going to be fun. Uh, you guys have Charlotte every day with her reminder. Uh, he has me every day after school. Uh, so that's been kind of funny. I, I uh, remind him that the deadline's coming. And uh, he writes a little bit every day. So far he has a few lines. It's been cute. Uh, I'll help him edit it a little bit so that it can get cleaned up with some punctuation and stuff, and then we'll get it posted. But uh, he's doing well. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with what he's doing, so it's been kind of cool to see. So uh, that's the kickoff match. It's going to be Mysterion versus Austin Osprey. And then, uh, of course, we go on to the main card, where we're going to have the show opening with both semifinal matches. Uh, we did that uh, just for believability, so that... Uh, they could convincingly compete twice in one night. Uh, first match of the night is going to be semifinal match one, which is uh, Donzig versus Maverick, Ta- uh, Maverick Tatum. And uh, I think this is going to be close. I think it should be fun. Uh, both people have been uh, really on lately. Uh, Maverick Tatum is also uh, known as uh, our good friend Mavis, who is also Tex Atwater. So, uh, they could become a double champion with two different characters by the end of this. Uh, and then they're taking on Donzig, who is somebody that, um, I've actually known since, uh, NPW, off and on. And, uh, Tom and I recently, uh, went over for a talent exchange with his promotion, uh, Wrestle UK. And, uh, I just want to say, uh, we had a great time uh, because of everything that was going on I didn't get a chance to properly say thanks but uh, we, we did actually have a lot of fun or at least I did I'm going to speak for Laz and say that he did too and uh, yeah I, I, I'll, I'll definitely do it again and recommend it to everybody else on the roster we should you know take advantage of this kind of unique opportunity we have to work with another promotion and not have it all be about ego which is very very rare uh so first match, Donzig versus Maverick Tatum. I, I think it's going to be a good match. And then, of course, we have the uh, second match of the night, which is the second semifinal match, which is between stablemates, which you can't really write it any better than this, like to have it come down to uh, one of the matches being against stablemates. <coughs> That's uh, great to me. So you have Tetsuo Oni versus Ravina Vandenberg. And that's going to be for the legendary championship as well. Because uh, what's going on during uh, Guerrilla Warfare is March was the month for us to have the legendary championship match in Conquest. And because we're only going to make the one show during March, uh, we're going to have to do it during Guerrilla Warfare. So I talked to Vastrix and I was able to get the approval to have... Uh, not just one, but two championship matches during the tournament. So the, during the remaining portion of the tournament, uh, 
the legendary championship is going to be on the line as well. So during the first uh, semifinal, or sorry, second semifinal match, Tetsuo Oni and Ravina Vandenberg is also going to be for the legendary championship, which means that the winner of that is going to carry the title into the final where both belts are going to be on the line. Um, but this match should be uh, a lot of fun as well. You're going to have that professional rivalry, uh, kind of like the leader versus the student, uh, where you're going to have Tetsuo Oni versus Ravina Vandenberg, and you're going to have the Future Shock Society tested very early in their run. Uh, that brings us to match number three, which is a couple of newer guys, which is going to be Ace Sky versus Buzzhound. Um, because of everything that's gone on, I'm going to reach out to both guys just to make sure. But uh, again, newer guys, excited to see what they're going to do. And uh, after that, we have our fourth match, which is going to be uh, the big blowout between uh, Hump and Dump and Barodactyl. Now, uh, of course, in the last show, we had uh, Union Jack uh, get exploded because of the pyro. <clears throat> so not only did he get lit on fire, he was also smashed with a chair. But he was quote-unquote fine. Um, that's the halfway point of the show, which will bring us to 10 questions. Uh, I'm going to put up a post about 10 questions to see if there's somebody that specifically wants in I can't find the post where somebody had actually agreed to come on the show. So if anybody remembers who it was, please help a guy out. Uh, beyond that, um, if there's nobody that can get in in time, I I have another idea that I can kind of sneak a character in there. But I'm hoping to start getting to the actual roster at large. I think it would be way more fun that way. And a, a good way to kind of get to know everybody's characters as well if we get everybody into the uh, 10 questions show. Uh, so that's going to be uh, the halfway point of the show, 10 questions. And then we have the fifth match, which is going to be the ladder match for the Valor Championship contract. And in that match, we're going to have uh, five people. Uh, you're going to have Lady Lana Hill, the Tarask, uh, the Nautical Nightmare Jack Tide, uh, Marvolo 3, who is also number one, and CJ Walker. Now, um, this could be match of the night. You never know. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to have five people, so you're going to have chaos everywhere, ladders, people going through things. Could uh, could be a lot of fun. The international announced table hasn't gotten destroyed in a while, so you never know. We could have something there. And then um, after that, we have the sixth match where we get back to some traditional action we're going to have uh, Damian Payne versus Alex Steele and Alex Steele's actually already got a role play up on the board if I'm not mistaken uh, so looking forward to this as well because it'll be uh, a nice way to transition from uh, the craziness of a ladder match back into traditional wrestling and then uh, after that we're going to have the co-main event of the night which is going to be match number 7 and that is the Valor title where you have the three-way match where you have Texaco Tex Atwater versus Gabriel Blight versus Iron Wolf. And uh, the question here is, can Tex keep keep this role going? I mean, uh, they've held the uh, Valor title for a few events now. And if they get through two people here, you kind of have to wonder what's next. 
uh, at the same time, is it going to be more of what happened during the last Tarask match? Is it going to be more dirty tricks? Is it going to be more nightmare court shenanigans? Is it going to be more, uh, just like I said, cheap tricks? Um, we'll see as, uh, as everything kind of develops. Now, uh, at that point, that's going to bring us to the last match of the evening, the main event. That's for both the Legendary Alliance, or sorry, Legendary Wrestling Alliance, Legendary Championship, and the uh, Conquest Championship. And that's going to be our final four of Danzig, Maverick T, Ravina Vandenberg, and Tetsuo Oni. So one of those four is going to come out of Guerrilla Warfare. Uh, Not just the uh, Conquest Champion, but the Legendary Champion as well. And, uh, that'll help uh, kind of cement that person whoever it happens to be as the number one person in the company uh, because how could it not I mean at that point you have both top titles uh, you have the top championship in our promotion and then you have the alliance championship uh, from legendary wrestling alliance so that's going to be uh, interesting to see who out of those final four uh, come away with both both championships. Um, now, uh, with the results gone over and the uh, pay-per-view, uh, which I'm really excited for, uh, kind of run down, uh, that brings me to uh, what I'm going to call, I guess, LWA Corner. Uh, if somebody has a better name for the Legendary Wrestling Alliance segment, Please help me out. But until then, it's going to be LWA Corner. And uh, at that point, uh, I want to bring up the next show for them, which is uh, called All That Glitters. I actually really like this name. Uh, All That Glitters is going to be held at a Walmart in Champlain, Illinois, because Bastrix. And uh, this is going to host two things. Uh, It's going to have the Women's Championship Tournament. And it's going to have an Escape from Walmart match for the Legendary Championship. Now, um, you can get details for both the Championship Tournament and the Championship match at LWAlliance.com. The registration itself is open until April 30th at 11.59 Eastern Standard Time. And the roleplay period itself will be from uh, May 1st to May 15th at 11.59 Eastern. And uh, thus far, we have had the privilege of having nobody outside of our promotion be the uh, Legendary Wrestling Alliance uh, champion. So if we can keep that going a little longer, that would be really cool. But, I mean... We've had a good run. (laughs) So, uh, if you're interested in throwing your hat into the ring, uh, figuratively, literally, whatever we're going to call it at this point, uh, All That Glitters uh, should be a fun event. It's going to be a little bit out of the ordinary. It's going to be a little bit more of a hardcore event, uh, it's seeming, because it's going to be Falls Count. I don't know if it's going to be Falls Count anywhere, but it's definitely going to be a hardcore environment. And um, the women's championship, I 
don't know if it's going to be the Legendary Wrestling Alliance Women's Championship or if they're going with Valkyrie Championship. I think we workshopped that a little bit, but I don't know where we landed on it ultimately. Uh, So it's either going to be the Women's Championship or the Valkyrie Championship. I can't remember which. And um, the escape match, I think, is going to be more like a Battle Royal, Royal Rumble style where people are going to be able to enter and... uh, at intervals, I, I'm not 100% sure of this. Again, all the details are at lwalliance.com. And uh, you can register from April th- up until April 30th. And then the roleplay period is for the 5th, uh, 1st to the 5th, 1st to the 15th. And that brings me to the other thing that I'm a little nervous about because you don't want to sound like you are a know-it-all or anything because uh, definitely when it comes to writing I am anything but um, but I did want to try uh, workshopping um, a quick little segment about writing and uh, if this helps anybody besides Dawson then great uh, if not then uh, I guess I get to help him and only him uh, also the reason I'm trying to keep these clean um, that brings me to uh, a writing focus. Um, it, it comes up actually because of a conversation I have with my son. Uh, he was starting to write his uh, initial role play, and I ended up asking him, Where is it? What's your setting? And I realized uh, that could be a focus for part of the podcast. Um, Setting and description are things that sometimes get overlooked in favor of promo and trash talk and things like that. Um, For me personally, I think that if you're going to say you're in a gym, don't just say it, describe it. So personally, I think that more description is better. People say less is more. Uh, I'm a fan of more is more Uh, I'm not saying use 15 words when 10 will do I'm just saying if you're going to be in a gym describe it the sights sounds even sometimes smells they're very distinct things for a gym for example and that could be something that adds to a role play adds to the atmosphere and ultimately adds to the quality of your piece. So, um, without going too much into that or without preaching too much, uh, I think that using setting and description and using all that to kind of build your own personal world can only help your uh, writing going forward and can only kind of help everybody build a shared world that we can all role play in together. And uh, I think that's kind of the best part of this whole game is that everybody kind of gets to contribute. And ultimately, if the Fed can survive for a long time, you end up with a very interlaced, created, shared world that everybody has put all this time and investment and effort into. And um, very cool when you see that happen. And uh, I'm hoping that's what we can get going here. So with that being said, um, 
we're at about the 40 minute mark so I'm going to call it a win (laughs) and uh, sign off from here Um, just want to say thank you to everybody Um, you guys have been great Uh, can't say that enough and uh, very excited for the future Guerrilla Warfare is going to be awesome it's going to be 9 matches uh, pre-show plus 8 on the main card Uh, co-main event for the Valor Championship Triple Threat main event uh, tournament final one of the final four either Danzig Ravina Vandenberg Tetsuo Oni or um, (laughs) I don't have the match in front of me damn it Uh, or it's going to be Maverick Tatum uh, sorry to Mavis on that one if they listen but uh, yeah um, can't say thank you enough to everybody and very excited for the future very excited for guerrilla warfare and uh, hashtag join the conquest we'll see you real soon take care